Well, drinking age in the dorms of OSU, and there's just so much natty light there. Right. It's unnatural. But Let's just say, but, how about uh, a Friday? That's definitely not my answer. Wait, you can't cut me off. Okay, I don't want to be okay, stopped okay. there. I was going to no, say, no, 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 we can go on. I just want to make it clear that was not my answer. <laughs> Anything else is an okay answer. But, uh, all right, now say, what are you going to say? I was going to say. <laughs> all right, Natty, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I was going to give a certain situation, and then I was like. kid's birthday party? Well, no, because we've already been over that. How Let's many say, parents do I know? Right. How old are their children? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Columbus Uncut Podcast. This week, we are doing an interview with Alex Spires, one of the founders of Spires Social Brewing Company. So, of course, welcome everyone where Caleb and I bring you current events, sports, beer, guests, and all things Columbus, Ohio, unfiltered and uncut. Uh, Per usual, we got myself, Sean, here with my co-host Caleb and lastly we got Alex Spires here so uh Alex why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh so live in Westerville Ohio um been down in Columbus for a little while uh came down for OSU uh an engineer uh, in manufacturing where I've been there for a while and a longtime home brewer uh and then my wife and I uh Megan uh, we started getting into the craft beer scene, just uh, not not purposely or deliberately or anything. Just a brewery opened up near her. We went there, and then uh, slowly that became our uh, thing that we would just go to different breweries. Fell in love with the culture that just uh, kind of across the board. We thought uh, you can just go in anywhere and start asking about beer, tell them you're interested in beer, and they'll tell you everything they know and just share so much. Um, and so we just really liked that. And then we were at one brewery in North Carolina that was brewing 15-gallon batches, which was like my home brew setup. So we uh, uh, said something. I commented that, you know, I could do this in my house. And then Megan asked when we were going to open a brewery. And a decade later, just about here we are. It sounds kind of like the conversation we had earlier where, you know, guys get together and like, oh, we should open a bar. But yours was even better. Your wife and you wanted to open a brewery and you actually did it. Constantly remind her it was her idea. I would never come up with something like this. Much (laughs) more practical than that. Right. And now that you have all the benefits, she's like, see, look, it was a great idea. I'm sure. It's something like that. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, before we get too deep into the episode, we'll do our normal spiel here. So. Of course, would like to remind everyone to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Columbus underscore uncut. You can join our Discord page where you can give us some recommendations on where we should eat, where we should go, uh, some beers to try, and some people to meet. So by all means, join our Discord page. Um, We have a Teespring page where you can buy Columbus Uncut merch. You can get hoodies, uh, what else, jerseys. T-shirts, glasses. glassware, yeah. Yeah, all kinds of cool stuff. Lastly, we have a link tree, which will be in the show notes. It's also on our Instagram page, which is basically like a website for the for the podcast. You can get find all those links on our link tree. 
Uh, with that, I'll send it over to Alex. How about you guys? What do you got? Uh, I think we are Spire Social on all the social media, which I don't know that it's all the things you just said, but uh, also our website, www.spiresocial.com. Um, there we've got links to everything and merchandise and uh, our address, so you can come check us out. Uh, we're up near Polaris. Awesome. So make sure you check them out. Their, their Instagram, I mean, I found them through their Instagram and their website, so definitely check out their sites they got some good stuff going on you know one thing i was actually thinking about so uh when we started our like teespring page which is where we you know do all of our merch and all that kind of stuff uh sean made a pint glass for us and i was just thinking why when we do these interviews we just start just bringing one of our glasses and like giving it to whoever we interview especially at a place like this where you'd actually use it you know, and then think, oh, remember when I was on that podcast? That amazing podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. Blew. I use a lot of glasses, and right. I've never thought about the podcast that gave them to me. So right. that would be great. Yeah. See? and right. Or maybe Game you could changer. even add it to your normal glassware, and then, like, if one person gets it, they're just, like, a lucky winner for that day. That beer's free, or that <laughs> so beer's a dollar or something. For free. <laughs> I, I heard know. it. Columbus Uncut is going to be paying for beer. Inspire <laughs> exactly. Social. Exactly. We will sponsor that cost of you beer draw the golden time. ticket that's genius <laughs> maybe we should do that all right well as we got the idea fairy out of the way here let's i'm uh, full of ideas i've got a million <laughs> of them let's get into our segment overview for this week so this week we are going to have a beer segment surprise 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 yeah so we are i knew that was gonna happen <laughs> right? i was gonna say of all at people a, at a brewing company so we will be tasting interviewing some spire social brewing beer um and then we are going to have a small food segment so alex joined us at the sushi factory up here in polaris as well so we'll talk about that some of the food we had and overall great experience and then lastly we'll close it out with uh an interview here with alex ask him some questions and uh learn some stuff like like we normally do love it all right well with that, let's go ahead and uh, get started. Send it over to you. Buddy. I need you to hit my little jazz button if you can remember which button it is. I have no idea. Guess, we'll guess. see. Which one did you do, B? B. We'll see. Okay, I think it went through. All right, so <laughs> the beer segment. Uh, today, uh, like Sean said, we're at Spire Social Brewing, uh, and we actually have four beers in front of us uh, in flight glasses uh, to try. Uh, normally, we pick one in, in the can when we like do it at home or where we do it with not a brewery. Um, and basically, what we do is we try them. Uh, then I would say like some facts about the brewery or uh, some little known things that people don't know um but today we'll kind of ask you a little bit more in-depth questions like uh what kind of product you use or you know what kind of tanks and what size tanks and just different kind of stuff like that so we'll really uh get down to it and then um we also talk about kind of what we're tasting in the beers and then you can kind of give us a overview of hey yeah that's right like there is a little bit of orange or you know i don't know little things like that um, and then we end it with uh, two uh, scores, the first one being our poundability score, which I don't know if you know about poundability. I can explain it when that <laughs> – I mean, I'm sure you know about poundability, but – It's a science. The way I've heard the show. I would love you to explain it to me, though. <laughs> exactly, and I will in a little bit. Don't, don't you worry. And then uh, we'll end it at the very end with our actual rating, which we do uh, – 
by Buckeye Leaves being with in decimal Columbus points. Here. With yes. decimal points. See, uh, how about that? I already know exactly what we're going to be talking about. Um, so I'm going to kind of toss it over to you uh, to let us know uh, what four beers uh, we're going to be trying here. So I was looking at the tap line trying to decide what to bring out, and I realized we're just going to have to do more than one flight. Whether or not uh, that's after we're off the air, that's fine. But right. uh, So I tried to grab a variety of different styles of beer just because uh, at Spire Social, we, our big thing is the more we've learned about craft beer, the more we've loved it. So we want to spread that to everyone else. So we want to have something for everyone to drink. Um, in addition to beer, we have uh, locally made wine, and then we also have liquor. Um, just to try and make sure everyone's comfortable and enjoying something. But we really love, uh, well, whether you're an avid beer drinker or whether you say, coming to say you don't like beer, I'd love to talk to you about, you know, what you do enjoy, what flavors you like, and then try and find a beer for you. But at the end, if that doesn't work out, I'm perfectly fine selling you something else. And, you know, we can still hang out and you can enjoy the craft beer uh, atmosphere and environment that we uh, try to keep here. Um, so we will start on the right side. Um, and then, so this is our SSBC light, uh, and where this beer came from, we do a brew on premise where you can come in and brew uh, 15 gallons of a beer, um, of your choosing, and then you can put custom labels on it or rent a kegerator, or, you know, we can pretty much cater it to how you want to do it. Uh, and we had a couple come to me that, um, I think we knew each other through a friend or something. So not very close. I hadn't met them before, but anyways, they came in and said they wanted to brew a beer for their, uh, baby shower. And then they followed that with, but my husband doesn't drink craft beer. So we uh, came up with a recipe that uh, was just a, you know, American light style beer that uh, is very easy to drink, very poundable, uh, depending on what that means. There we go. Um, so anyways, after we brewed that beer, I'm sipping on some of their beer and I was like, I think this could be very popular. So that's where SSBC Light came from. It's just an easy drinking uh, light American lager. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, let's All give that right. a try first. Oh, I, I like that. Wow. So typically when you're drinking beer, you want to start with something lighter just because you'll, you'll get tongue fatigue, taste fatigue. That, right. uh, you'll start to lose what you're drinking. So lighter in color, flavor in alcohol is usually better to start with. Because um, okay. if, if you start on the left, which uh, I did when I realized how nervous I was sitting here with a microphone in my face, <laughs> um, you'll not taste all the lighter notes that are in this beer. Um, I did it too. Don't worry. It's that's the classic three minutes and thirty seconds. Like I told you, it's just <laughs> the, ner- the nerves are there for a little, and then they just magically go away. So, um, I really, really enjoy this beer. Um, I'll, I guess we can kind of go first with what kind of color we're looking at because obviously nobody can see what we're doing. Right. Um, I did take a picture of the flights. I will. You post did. Okay, great. So then yep. that way people can get an idea. But this to me, which. Alex, you can confirm this is pretty similar color, I would say, to probably like a Bud Light, Mick Ultra, somewhere around there. Straw, which is- yellow to straw is okay. what we call that in okay. the brewing world. Um, and you can see it is nice and clear also. Yeah, yeah I can see all the way through it, which is fantastic. Uh, I really, really like that. And I'll be honest with you, like, and I can't even compare it to Bud Light because this actually has real flavor. Like, I could just... I would get this if it was in in the store in 12 packs over a Bud Light a a million times over because it has real flavor to it. And I feel like those other domestics, you know, kind of like you're talking about. Oh, there goes my laptop charger. Nice. Um, (laughs) They they just lack all that. But obviously it's those are for sessions, as we like to call it, where you're 
going to be having one to ten beers, you know, and I feel like this kind of fits in that category, which is fantastic. Really, really enjoy this. And that's what we were going for. We, get, I mean, yeah, we regularly get people that uh, aren't into craft beer and will ask for something else. And uh, and like I said, I'd love to have the conversation, get them some samples and discuss, you know, what they like and don't like about beer. And some people don't always want to do that, which is fine. Um, now, one question I do have about this beer. So, like, obviously... Bud Light, they make their beer according to their commercials with, you know, like a rice as part of their, I'm not sure which step necessarily that is, but what do you use uh, to make this? Because obviously much more taste, but similar color profile, probably very similar ABV to that. Um, so w- what kind of goes into making this compared to what like Bud Light does? So this was all uh, uh, malted barley is what it was instead. There's no rice or adjuncts in it. Um, it was actually malted barley from, oh, now I'm drawing a blank on the name, uh, grown here in Marysville. Okay. Um, well, that was a nice plug. <laughs> Shout out I gave them. <laughs> Shout out those people in Marysville that gave you barley. <laughs> Well, that's going to annoy me the rest of the show. I know, but when you, when you <laughs> do think of I'll, it, then you I just will plug bring it, it up. Exactly. I'm very sorry. Um, but, anyways, uh, so that was all Ohio grain, which I think is a cool thing to incorporate into recipes uh, when we can, which certain styles, you know, just doesn't work out. It's hard to make an all German log or all Ohio German lager. It's just not here. But, um, right. but anyways, uh, so yeah, it is all malted barley, which. Um, you know, it can be more expensive than rice and some other adjuncts that you can put in there. Um, but like you said, you, you know, you noted right away on the flavor that's there and we're not produce mass producing this, trying to get the cost down as low as possible. We're trying to make a tasty drinker that appeals to the light beer market. Um, and, and I think we did a pretty good job with that. That's, uh, especially with your reactions. To it, I'd, I'd say you absolutely low self esteem. Yeah. I appreciate the look on these guys' <laughs> faces right now. Absolutely killed it on this yeah, one. It's, and we, we are the type of people where, I mean, it, it wouldn't benefit anybody if we were just fake and been like, oh, yeah, every single beer is really good. Like, we legitimately like to say, like, parts we don't like about it or what we do like about it. And I, for one, can say that there is not one thing that I do not like about this. Right. Oh, and you were asking about the uh, grain that we use in it. It's uh, all malted barley from the Rustic Brew Farm here in Marysville. Perfect plug. That was so good. Yeah. So good. Sean, what did you think of it? It's really good, man. I like the flavor of it. Um it's almost got like a bite or kick of like a, a small, I don't know, I don't know the correct terms. I'm not a brewer, but like a sour kick or a, a fruity kick. I don't know. Something in there that differentiates it from just your standard like a wheat ale or something like that. So it does have a malty sweetness to it. And then we put in, uh, really all I wanted was enough hops to kind of balance it out so it's not just tasting too sweet. Right. Um, so, yeah, still has a little bit of a sweetness to it, but then kind of rounds out to a pretty balanced uh, finish. Okay. Do any, you, any citra hops in this? Yeah. No, there are no citra hops. See, we, but don't worry. There's some on the table. I was going to say, we only know about <laughs> citra and mosaic. I picked up on that from the... Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what... We're just so bland with that. that that's all we, all we not know and talk about. Now the last you, beer we'll taste of these four has citra and mosaic. Oh, oh how about it? I can't wait. That's going to be a winner. Trip back home. That's right. Do you happen to know the ABV and the IBU or or the IBU for this one? So it's 4.8% uh, ABV. Um, so we wanted to keep it, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're drinking, whether that's on the lighter side or not. But for right. what we have here, that's on the lighter side. Um, and again, to appeal to that market that, you know, if you 
make a beer for light beer drinkers, but it's twice as strong. That's not really going to get the job done. Um, I don't have the IBUs handy. On most of our beer, we don't publish the IBUs, and that's deliberately uh, just because it can cause some confusion, mostly just with IPAs. Um, so it's a number that typically comes from how many hops you put in, but depending on how you put them in. Um, so like a West Coast IPA will be very bitter, and you'll boil the hops for a longer time, which I think I heard some conversation on that on one of your other episodes. Um, and then an East Coast IPA is described more as juicy or fruity. And you use the same amount of hops, but later in the process, which will give you less IBUs. Um, but perceived bitterness is kind of more important because even like even if you have a stout that has a lot of sugars in the finished beer that you're drinking, you can dump a lot of hops in there and you don't taste them. It doesn't taste bitter to you because there's so much sugar covering it up. Right. So similar, like I was saying that this, I tried to just balance out the multi sweetness with hops so that it doesn't taste overwhelmingly sweet and that you can drink several of them and has more of a dry finish. Um, so by adding more bitterness to that, it kind of balances out the sugars that are going to be in uh, beer. So is that, and I'm starting to notice a little bit more that IBUs really aren't put on a lot of stuff. I mean, sometimes they are. And, and so that must be kind of wise because they want to avoid the confusion aspect. I think there of was it. a boom and it was a lot. It was again around IP, uh, IPAs that, uh, you know, the hop heads, everyone was like, oh, how many IBUs is this? They just want the highest number possible. And then when hazy IPAs came out, it didn't really make as much sense because people come in and they won't necessarily ask for I mean, sometimes they will ask about an IBU, but uh, sometimes they'll say, I want your hoppiest thing ever. Or even when they're like, oh, I love IPAs. I have no idea what they want to drink. And I kind of wish like hazy IPA just had like a more different style, but just because it was using the same ingredients, it got lumped in with the other IPAs, which at the time were, you know, the most popular ones were very different. And now they both exist, but when people walk into the bar asking for one, I don't know what they want. And so, yeah, they'll say, like, we had a pale ale that was much more bitter than, like, three hazy IPAs we had on at the time. So people say, like, oh, I love hops. I'm like, but what does that mean to you? Right, what? right. It's like poundability. Right, exactly. You know, please define it. Right. Like it's, uh, Which Different great. context. It can mean something else. Honestly, just, great transition, because that's exactly where I was headed, was to the poundability segment for this beer. So... We learned about this from one of our uh, early guests, which if you listen to the episode, then you probably know about this. But uh, one of our early guests, Jenny, who owns an Instagram account, Seabus uh, Bites and Booze. Jenny, you should come visit this place, by the way. Um, she, told, she has a friend that works for Anheuser-Busch, and they literally rate beers by how many you think you could drink. And so we were like, we need to adopt that into our ratings of beers because, I mean... We're the kind who like to push the limit. You know what I mean? We like right. to get a little bit aggressive sometimes. So I and personally, if this was sold in 12 packs, I could have 12 for sure. It's that it's that good. And it would probably be quick. I mean, look at you guys. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm crushing it, I feel Pass. like. But <laughs> as Alex beats us all to the punch, but it's it's that good. I could drink 12 of these in two hours. That's what it, that's how good it is to me. So that's that's my poundability of this 12 beer. of these in two hours, are you going to your nephew's birthday party? Oh, no. I'm no. turning on the Browns winning the Super Bowl. Okay. That's what I'm doing. All right. So you always got to throw a scenario yeah, in there. Yeah, we right? try to go with like... I did pick up on some of those scenarios. One but, gives poundability, and then you got to go to work all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, and that's what makes this great, because you never know what the scenario could be. Yeah. Sean, what's your poundability here? I think I'm with you, man. I'm picking up a 12-er. At a kid's and, birthday party. Uh, before <laughs> the kid's birthday party. Yeah. Oh, if I'm at a kid's birthday party. I'm only having six at the birthday party, yeah. and then six when I get home. 
I think that's the way yeah, to that's, go. Yeah, that's probably the, the strat. At six at a birthday party, a children's birthday party, I'm totally cordial. Yeah. Making it out of there without making a fool of myself. Yeah. But uh, another six at home. I think I still don't think I'm waking up the next day with a headache though. So that's no. that's that's a great This seems thing. like a headacheless beer. Yes. And I'm hey, sure that's going to go on the label. Headacheless beer. You can tell us <laughs> Alex can tell us the real poundability cuz he's had this probably every single day. No, I, I mean I think you guys are spot on that and that's what we're going for. Yeah. Like I said, that's that's what we're aiming for with this one, a nice flavorful beer but still aimed at the uh, light American beer style. I'd probably do all 12 at the birthday party. I might give one to someone else. I'm a pretty nice guy like that. But uh, maybe that. maybe it's 24 and You're... I drink 12 and share. There we go. That's no. perfect. I the like that. Beer. Yeah, The charity the beer. The person who showed up to the birthday party with the Columbus <laughs> Uncut Pint class. Exactly. <laughs> the headacheless <laughs> charity beer. That's what we're going to call it. Um, okay, so let's end it uh, on that beer. Uh, which was called what? Well, let's one more give time. A, it was. A I know. I'm saying. Uh, I want to know the exact name again, and then we're gonna do the final rating of that one. Okay. That is SSBC Light. SSBC Light. Spire Social Brewing Company. Light. Light. Perfect. I like it. I'm gonna give that one a. Uh, I'm gonna go 9.9 out of wow. 10. I I honestly, I'm not kidding. Love that, and I will be leaving with some. I can yeah. guarantee that. Growler, That's- whatever it is. I'm gonna take that home and drink it tonight. Nine point nine. Yeah. Buckeye Leafs. You yeah. didn't even give the Buckeye Leaf explanation like you normally. Well, do. It, it we're eighteen episodes in, I think, or however many now. I, if they don't know by now, then they'll never know. That, you know what I mean? I mean, Alex, that's the highest rating he's ever given. Wow. So, I'm I mean, honored. I feel bad for these next three beers, but <laughs> they could be lower. But that it's gonna be a tough one to beat. I'll I, tell you that. I am at. I was at nine before you threw out the 9.9 which is my highest rating too right so i don't know that i found the perfect beer yet but i mean that there i could drink a lot of those in the summer for sure um it's a casual drinking beer um watch some sports drink drink some beer and and uh they'd go down fast for sure like that went down very fast um, and it wouldn't be a review by me if I didn't say it was smooth. Right. So, <laughs> you have to. Everybody's very smooth. smooth. So. What do you think, Alex? I, yeah, I know we can you move on to the next one. This is my but... least favorite beer that's on the table right now. Are I you mean, serious? it's good. Just the style is not uh, something I often go to. But but I think we established what it is brewed right, for, right. which is everything we just said. You know. Right. Hey, I wouldn't drink twelve of any of the others at a kid's birthday party. <laughs> That's fair. But but no, uh, I think it came out well for what we're trying to do there. Um, It's just not the craftiest style, which I shouldn't hold that against. I made all of them. So, I mean, I love it still. Right. Um, And before we move on to the next one, kind of going off what you just said there. um, So our uh, buddy Jimmy, who was on an episode who's a brewer at somewhere in particular, um, he was talking about how he uses some uh, app on his computer to kind of uh, get his recipes or whatever. So I was wondering if you kind of follow that same method or do you e- even maybe go like pen and paper and like that's how you're going to remember all these or what kind of method do you I'm use? probably going about it like backwards. I probably have the same app that Jimmy was mentioning okay. and that's usually where I start everything. And then just after brewing uh, and you have to tailor the app, the app to your system, you can put in all the specifics of what you're doing here. And uh, we've been 
Oh, I'm trying to remember what batch I just brewed. But we've been open over a year, so we brewed a lot of beer, but I'm still tweaking some things that uh, trying to get consistency down. We brew a lot of different batches every time um, or often, so it's not a lot of the same stuff. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I usually start a recipe with some software. Then I've got spreadsheets for, for recipes I've brewed before. I don't usually even open that. Then I'll just go to my spreadsheet of everything I put in and all my notes and, and I'll always trying to do better um you know there's yeah i mean there's always room for improvement so i'll i'll take tasting notes of how it came out and if it wasn't exactly what i was trying to do you know what i think could be better for next time and then next time rolls around and maybe i changed something in the brew house already but you know i'll tweak it like that so it's it's kind of a mixture of everything and then more recently i got a textbook that lists all the equations that go into the software that i'm working on building that up just so i get a better understanding of it just so we can uh, again try and improve everything as we go yeah that's great well, let's lead into this uh, this next beer here with some red, I would say red orangish color. Yep. We're looking at yep. okay. That's a good description. So, yeah, this next one is a Merzen. We call it your Merzen Me Crazy. Um, it's a German lager. Uh, we brewed it for Oktoberfest. I purposely brewed a lot more than I knew we would drink then because I knew it would, it would last a while and uh, not lose uh, its goodness. Um, so this is going to be a lot more malty than what we were just uh, drinking. So it's a bit sweeter. Um, it's still on the... Uh, lighter side uh well never mind i lied it's 5.9 percent. i thought it was a little lower than that but uh it's still lighter than the other two that are sitting in front of you um as far as alcohol goes um so being a lager um the the difference between ale and lager which are the two types of beer is the yeast uh ale yeast and lager yeast have um some significant differences to them with the uh lager yeast uh being brewed at a cooler temperature which usually gives off less off flavors and things um, so it's usually a very clean, crisp beer. Um, and then especially in the craft industry, there's all kinds of exceptions and things to that of different things people will do um, to change beer how they want it. Um, but yeah, this one, you'll get a lot of uh, kind of bready sweetness to it. Um, and this is one of my favorite ones. Like when, I'm, when I've got food here or whatever, I'll usually grab one of these to uh, wash it down. Yeah, this is delicious as well. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off on this. I'm getting... a. Uh like you said, definitely the sweetness. I'm almost like picking up maybe a little bit of like a chocolatey or a caramel. Is that, am I way off on that? Or well, and so everyone's palates are different. Right. So we can taste the same thing. And, you know, there's certain things that if you said, it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But right. no, you're, you're spot on there that, uh, and you'll get that from, uh, like the breadiness comes from the malt that we use. Um, the color also comes from that. So uh, malt is, they take barley. It starts to germinate just as the plant's growing to produce seeds. And then they put it in an oven to kill that off. But then it has the enzymes that the plant would normally use to convert starch to sugar. Um, and then, so like what's in the SSBC law, that's just two row or pale ale malt, um, just real basic. Most recipes are mostly that. And it's to give you the sugar content that the yeast will eat. And then you'll add small amounts of darker malt where they just roast it in an oven, very similar to like coffee beans. Um, so a lot of time, especially if you're drinking a stout, which we don't have any in front of us, but we can do that in a minute. But uh, anyway, so like you'll get a lot of um, coffee, chocolate, different notes like that. And it's from roasting the malt where you'll just get different um, flavors forming um, in the malt, uh, very similar to coffee beans or even chocolate. Right. I was going to say, I, I, it was, I said caramel and I kind of felt like saying coffee too, but then I was like, I feel like it would be more of like a stout if it was that little bit of coffee. So I didn't want to sound like too much of a dumbass. And actually, you know one I mean? of the malts in here is called caramel malt. Oh, hey, wow. what do you know? I was yeah. I was pretty Spot close on. there. Sean, what are you uh, tasting? Uh, 
I mean, he's pretty much described it very well. I would say um, as far as flavor profile comparison to the first one, whereas this more has a subtle, uh, subtle flavor. It doesn't really um, have a kick or have that bite to it that you would see from an IPA or something like that, obviously, because it's a malt. So um, it's, it's delicious still. Um, I really like how it has flavor, but it's very subtle uh, and a little bit higher in the ABV from where we were on the first one, but still uh, goes down easy, I mean, and, and still pretty smooth. So definitely like it. Out of these four, Alex, where does this one rate? If SBC Light was four? It's, uh, well, and I was joking about the four. Oh. That was just so rude to it. I'm sorry. But um, it... Uh, I don't know. So I, I think it's more, um, I haven't brewed a beer specifically for taking 12 or 24 to a child's birthday party. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I think all these beer, and like I said, we try to have something for everybody. So there's a lot of different styles and the four yeah. I brought out now, I feel like very a lot in what, what we're drinking, which was done on purpose. So we can, you know, discuss that. Um, but, uh, so yeah, they, I, I rarely would be deciding between any of these because I would already know in my mind what direction I wanted to go. Right. That um, if I was drinking 24, then it would be the SSBC Light for sure. For sure. Um, like I said, I love this one pairs well with a lot of food and stuff. And I, I think this one's pretty poundable, at least yeah. compared to the next two anyways. That, yeah. I mean, you um, bring up a good point situationally. I mean, we, I don't think we've ever talked about it, but situationally, a, a different situation calls for a different beer. And I think you've tied to and, it perfectly mm-hmm. where and so i went to osu yeah. and so i've had natty light for every situation hey, in obscene amounts but uh right. i like to think this is you know a higher yeah. level of enjoyment um and we try to really push that uh beer is more of an experience than just right pounding it which i don't mind you <laughs> pounding them it's right. fine by right. me right but uh but yeah no i think they're i think they all have their own place and these four go in different directions yeah. so comparing them it's I mean, Natty's, uh, it's a tier A beer, so. It is, it's yeah. On the domestic situation. tier list we talked about, we put Natty tier A. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an all situations yeah. beer. But, like, I think you tie this perfectly well with, like, a pub burger or, uh, you know, some food. Like, this is definitely a great dinner beer. We might have to go get some more food. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not a bad idea. I didn't I'd, all eat three. Ro- oh, wait, we haven't gotten the food session right. yet. Sorry. I don't know if I would associate it with sushi. <laughs> right, yeah. But, no, no, I yeah. 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 But it's definitely a pub burger, some steak fries, something along those lines. I'm having one of these. I love where you went with the dinner beer because that perfectly describes what I was thinking. This is one of those ones where, like, I could have two at the restaurant while I'm eating one before one with food, you know, whatever. And then I could also, it's a, it's a dual purpose as well. I could also bring a six pack of this home on a Friday, not drink it while eating and just have it while sitting on the couch, hanging out with people. And it would be totally cool for that too. It's, it does both things very well. And I, I really, really like that about it. So it's, it's a six pack poundable for me. Six pack, six pack at a child's birthday. At the child's if, like, I, if I went more than that, I think it might be I might get too full. Uh, yeah, because I, I say you, I feel like more little... alcohol than with the light because you took six of those home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm going six at a kid's birthday with this one. Six, and you're leaving with your dignity intact. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I well. might let a few curses slip, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's that's about it. Nothing I can't live down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I'm gonna go. Probably about a, a five pound ability. I'm keeping one in the barrel for for 
when I get home to just wash the night away. But it, it's still, I mean, delicious and, and poundable for sure. How about you? Oh, I'm still very confused by this scale, but I'll give it a solid six because I know I do that on your like average like Tuesday or sometimes <laughs> yeah. even Monday love when that. we're closed. Okay. I love that. <laughs> we're just trying to be modest. That's exactly. why we're all yeah. lying to ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so rating uh, for me on this one, also going to be very high. I can't get to 9.9 .9 with this. That Literally, that first one was like damn good to me, so nothing's going to get to that. This one, though, I'd like to give this one an 8.9. And the reason for that is the SBC or SBCC. No, SSBC. That's what it was. That, <laughs> I'm so bad with letters and numbers for that matter. Um, that one was just so good. This one, I rate it lower because I feel like I'm going to get full. And I hate getting full. And... That is literally my biggest downfall. I really enjoy the caramel. I can't flavor. wait for the food section. <laughs> I know. I I really enjoy the caramel like flavor that comes out of this. I love the taste and everything. It's all about fullness for me on this one where I'm going to go 8.9 on. So, Sean? Uh, yeah, I think I'm at about an 8 even on this one. I really like it. Um, and like I said, the poundability is there. The flavor is there. Uh, it's just not exactly the beer I gravitate, the kind of beer I gravitate towards, the maltier side of things. Um, it's a good beer. I love it. Just like I said, every beer has a time and place. This is a this is a dinner beer, yeah. as you would call yeah. it. That's, a, I mean, that's its that's, purpose. That's if I had a pub burger in front of me right now, you'd it's, be on in, on cloud nine, yeah, right? There we go. Alex, what do you think? I'll give it an 8.9375. I want to do a little higher than you just because, uh, yeah, I was excited to brew this style, and I think it came out pretty well to what uh, what I was aiming for, so that's what gets me excited. Man, that's love a, it. I'd love to see the Buckeye Leaf that look has 8.9375. I know. We actually, out of it. Can, you, can you make a graphic when we say episodes up that just says this episode is rated at 8.9375? <laughs> I think that'd be incredible. Yeah, like um, that. So you talked a little bit about, um, you know, wanting to brew different styles and stuff. So that kind of brings me to my next question. Uh, what kind of setup are we working with here? Obviously, we're sitting in between a shitload of tanks and things. But you, obviously, being the brewer and the owner, have all the knowledge. So fill us in a little bit about what we're looking at here. I think the official name of this setup is called a Franken-Brew, okay. which uh, there was a brewer in the 90s that released a YouTube video of Franken-Brew where he was hobbling together equipment and making world-class beer on it. Um, and so, yeah, when we were writing the business plan, I looked at kind of like cheaper new stuff and put that in the plan but was hoping to find used before then um, so the tanks behind me are where we brew in uh, these came out of a brewery in pennsylvania that was a real small brewery and they had these built locally to scale up to a new system and before they ever brewed on it they got bought by someone who put in a new system so i got these for sale online um and it was a weird assortment of equipment it was basically everything the new brewery didn't want they packaged into one lot um I don't know if you heard me when I was talking to there's another brewer uh, snuck back here right when they were setting up their equipment, but I saw them. I never wanted this tank, and I still don't, but it's full now, so I can't really get rid of it right now. <laughs> uh, but we found something to do with it. Uh, and then even my homebrew system, there's a welder sitting right next to us here. Uh, my homebrew system, I, I don't know that I used it the same twice ever. I was always changing it. 
Um, I'm hoping this has less change at this level, but like I said, every time we want to do something better, and if I, you know, think, oh, this will work better with, you know, this other fitting or some other piece of equipment, um, I mean, we try to do that. But at the same time, this is uh, all used and much less expensive than a lot of the uh, other breweries in town. Uh, and I was also just telling him the fermenters behind you came from uh, Granite City Brewing. They filed bankruptcy and closed a bunch of locations in 2019. Um, then they got bought out, so hopefully there's a happy ending for the rest of their stores. I, yeah. I don't know. There, there's none in Columbus, but uh, there never was. But, uh, but anyway, so the, I was planning on getting four smaller fermenters, and then we ended up with five slightly larger ones. Um, but, yeah, the price was right, and they worked great for us. And then we've got serving tanks in the walk-in right behind those. Uh, so we've got eight serving tanks where... Um, our bigger, usually I leave one empty just to carbonate the next beer and keg it. And then the other, uh, seven will be uh, going straight to the taps and then the rest will be on kegs. Uh, and then we also have some guest beers. Uh, right now I think we just have cider as a guest beer. Um, but I think next week we'll add another sour from a local brewery. We have one of our own sour, but it's not, I don't know. I just haven't brewed a lot of that style and I know there's better ones out here. So uh, we'll bring that in. It's usually a pretty good uh, option. Moves pretty quick. Nice. That's awesome. So how do you go about finding this stuff? Just straight up like Craigslist? A, a Brewers uh, eBay or what? Pretty much. Uh, ProBrewer.com is a pro brewing website that has a classifieds ad. I think that's where I got both of these. Uh, yeah, these two purchases of a ton of tanks and stuff. Um, then, like, even on Facebook, there's a bunch of groups. I mean, the Ohio Crappers Association has a group that uh, I've gotten equipment just posting, hey, does anyone have extra of this that I need or or vice versa? I've got a ton of stuff in my basement that uh, auctions or I have a, an issue, like an addiction. It's not <laughs> healthy. Um, but, yeah, I bought a lot of stuff on auction, and then I was scared to get rid of it until we're up and going. We've been open over a year now, and I still have tap towers in the basement that uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with. And so, yeah, those need to be sold off, and I'll uh, get on some of these websites and try and move those. But, but yeah, it's not too hard to get a hold of people uh, in this day and age. Right. So. I was going to say, the Internet's a glorious thing. You know, I mean, look at us. I know. Right. Uh, why don't you take us into this third one then, Alex? All right. So this next one, I was going to say it was the most recently brewed beer, but that's not true. We released two IPAs this weekend. But anyways, this is a Belgian triple. Um, so this is a style that actually I don't think I was even that into any Belgian until I started studying beer. Um, I took a certification on beer. And so I went to a store and spent like over $100 and left with like 14 bottles. Like I was like, very confused at what I just purchased. But then I started drinking them. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And, and I'm like reading the description of the beer and the style and, you know, what gives it these things and trying to make mental notes so that if I'm just tasting a beer, I'll know what it is. And that's where I really fell in love with Belgians. Um, so triple, I think also, well, so it's a stronger style. So this is an uh, 8.9% alcohol. Um, but I think this also goes well with a lot of food that just the flavors, there's kind of, do you want me to describe the beer or that you taste it first? If I say what no, I, I think, think it I is. I think we should switch it up on this yeah. one because we kind of went all I over. Was, so I was even saying that with uh, yeah. I don't know jack shit about. If you're Belgian tasting something triple, well, so. someone else is describing it, that's all you'll taste. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, let's, uh, let's have some sips. There we go. Oh, never mind. You're already there. Yeah, definitely the strong that you mentioned i get that i can i can taste the alcohol i feel like like that's the first thing almost 
But there is a really good flavor behind it for me. Um, actually, I want to taste it one more time. But I'm kind of... I don't... I don't know. I can't describe what I'm actually tasting. Like, I can't compare it to, like, a fruit or a... a it's not a bad flavor. I just don't know what to describe it as, but I get a, the strong sense of alcohol at the beginning, which is probably on purpose because it's a Belgian strong or triple or whatever the hell we're having, you know? With most Belgians, I always get a hint of, like, banana. And I'm still getting that here, but I'm also tasting, like, a spice note at the end. Um, so that's kind of what I'm getting. Banana? Yeah. Banana is such a... Really? Spot on. He, really? <laughs> Well, I must be like I have not the real worst. strong in this one, but okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I must have the worst taste buds because every we've had didn't we wasn't that clag one that we just had a a Belgian uh, triple as well? I didn't taste bananas at all. Did you? In uh, that one? Yeah. Normally with See? Belgians though, I I get that. So. I also hate bananas, so that <laughs> that might be half the battle. Well, that's good. I guess wouldn't help us any if you picked up on that. Right, right. <laughs> Alex. What do you think? Well, so you mentioned you were picking up flavors that you kind of thought you recognized but couldn't place what they were. Um, and this was, it was almost like when studying beer, I learned how to taste things properly that I think a lot of people um, will just eat to, you know, because they're hungry and need something. They'll know they don't like something, but they, they won't dive in and know what flavors are from what ingredient. Um, whereas, you know, you get to a good chef or a brewer, you know, you need to figure out what causes what taste to get the flavor profile you want for a meal or just a drink. Um, so yeah, if you can memorize, you know, a certain taste with, you know, tie it to a memory or something like that, it'll help you know what you're getting to. Um, but anyways, back to this beer, um, Belgian yeast is known for the, uh, estery flavors that they give off. Um, so you do get a lot of, uh, kind of light fruity notes and also spicy notes, um, which Sean was just saying he was tasting in that. Um, and then this triple also is made with uh, Belgian candied sugar, um, which is an invert sugar just to make the sugars more. Certain sugars are fermentable and certain aren't. So a fermentable sugar in a beer while, the yeast, while it's fermenting will give you a very uh, high alcohol and dry product because there's not a lot of residual sugars left afterwards. Whereas an unfermentable sugar makes a sweet beer. Um, so like lactose is real common in like a milk stout or some other styles. I guess a lot of styles now. Uh, people throw it in just to make a sweeter kind of fuller beer. Uh, but this one with the Belgian candied sugar is making sugar more fermentable. So that's where we get kind of the high ABV. Um, and then it also gives it kind of a, I mean, I can kind of taste it because I know what I'm looking for there. But it, it's more subtle otherwise, the flavors from that. Um, but then it also leaves it with a very dry beer. Yeah. Well, he killed the restart. That, I was going to say, Jeez. well, we <laughs> only had to restart because somebody couldn't put the right batteries in. So the I'm just right going to go there. Yeah. I would just like to point out we are using Kirkland's signature batteries here <laughs> the, and shocked that listen, they died mid-recording. Only the best. Okay. <laughs> only the best. Um, let's get on to the poundability of this beer. I'm going to be honest. I don't feel like I would get as full from this beer as uh the last one that we tried which i already can't remember the name because that's how bad i am with remembering names um i wouldn't get as full but i would get way more drunk obviously having a lot of these so if i was at a kid's birthday this is a one on poundability just to be safe wow one to two <laughs> okay there you <laughs> one go. to two it's i'm not getting up. full but just to protect 
myself from you know doing anything stupid yourself <laughs> yeah. up with your shirt off Ex- at, at the nephew's birthday party exactly yeah uh. that's I, i'm gonna go one to two beers on the poundability scale on this one i'm at a four on this four one. yeah what I do you think d- i can walk out dignity intact with four of these you don't I guess it depends s- on how much dignity you bring to the party yeah right. and it depends on how long the birthday party is two hours two hours two an oh. hour i could do i could do four in two hours for whatever reason, I forgot how long the party was before. I was I was thinking two makes sense, but I, I could do four. It's but two a hours. birthday. I feel and, like any more than two might be aggressive. And you know there's pizza there. Yeah. True. No, but you're not allowed to eat. Really, if it, oh. it was... <laughs> see, the, the, the scenarios here. And there's no right, water. I'm going to change it to a six, but I'm on the bouncy house with a whole pizza, <laughs> and I'm owning this party. Love it. That's perfect. I love it. So far, the situation has evolved to a child's see, birthday party. It's two hours long. Right. You, you can't eat, right. and, and there's no water. And there's no water. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's I'm not going like to work a, the next day. Sounds like a horrible birthday party. Well, it might be because you broke a... a an arm or a leg in the bouncy house. We don't. We don't know. Um, as far as rating for me on this one, uh, the the strong like alcohol taste on, at the very beginning is something that I just don't. Lo- it's just not part of my palate. I'm sure this is an amazing, you know, beer for this style. It's just not my style. So for me, I'm gonna go seven flat. On this one. I think it's a good beer. I just don't understand the flavors, and I get that alcohol just off the rip, so I can't I can't put it up there with the last two that we've had. Do you have a situation this beer would be good for? A kid's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> one, one to two beers, no water. That's. I like it a lot, man. I think uh, I was really happy with the fact that he said I was spot on with my taste, so I got it at eight and a half. Um, I didn't really... Realize I liked Belgians as much till we've had them more recently, so I think they have Don't a nice. Hate it till you try it. Yeah, right. I think they have a nice flavor to them while also packing a little bit more of a punch than something that that I mean for as light a color as it is, and it's not like a hazy. You know, yeah, it's almost as light as the very first one we had. It's pretty close to that. Right. So, uh, eight eight and a half for me. Delicious, Alex. I'll give it a 8.93. Little lower there. than the Merton, but uh, but no. So like, I mean, it, it's pretty much right what I was going for. I mean, next time there's a few things I'd tweak to try and make it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I think the flavor's right there. It was kind of cool making the uh, the syrup for it. Um, but yeah, it's not the. It, it gets back to the uh, the occasion. So yeah, if uh, if they're all brewed for the birthday party, I might have been off with this one, but. It, uh, I still enjoy it a lot of other times. Do you right. have a situation this one would be set for? Oh, pretty much everything else. Everything uh, else? A non-bouncy house birthday right. party where <laughs> they're serving water and pizza. It's perfect for that. Right. It just uh, this specific party got kind of weird. Right. <laughs> it I, makes to sense. To me, it's like an early afternoon lunch beer. Yeah, uh, to get the get it like a Saturday rolling. Yeah. Yep. Have one of these while you're eating. Get the buzz kind of rocking. Got a light then... chicken salad or tuna salad sandwich. Love it. And then, <laughs> I, okay, it's funny he says that because on the way over here we were talking about chicken salad and tuna salad, and I almost threw up in my mouth because <laughs> I absolutely despise both of those things. I think it's disgusting. Uh, tuna is literally the taint fish of the sea. It's just 
Uh, Set them off. Absolutely horrible. I could go. We could end the podcast right now <laughs> and just talk about how terrible tuna is. And it, it's it's that bad. I would vote that we save that for the food section. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll wait for that one. Um, but you were talking. We've talked here a little bit already about the different styles that you've brewed and all that kind of stuff. For the three that we've tried so far, what's kind of like your brew time from the second it gets into your first tank to the second that beer hits my mouth? So the first one's probably about three weeks. Um, and it, it could probably be a little shorter than that. Um, but then the other two were loggers that they were like six to eight weeks. And, it, and so it, when it's in the tank, I'm constantly checking the clarity and you know i want everything to settle down and and you know checking the flavors um and then there's certain flavors that the uh, yeast creates early on that we don't want in the finished beer but if you give it enough time they'll you know uh, come out of the beer um so so yeah the lagers are always going to be longer so yeah those uh those well i guess just the merits and i forgot what we're drinking now um i guess that's where we're at in the podcast but, see that's <laughs> it's normal so, to come to think of it the belgian yeah. triple didn't take that long but uh the Mertzen took about eight weeks in the tanks uh, right behind us and then a few days in the bright tanks um to carbonate and then this last one is a hazy ipa uh so also we try to turn that over as quickly as possible hops are probably the uh most flavor that will fade or oxidize the quickest um, from the beer. Uh, so this one, you know, two, two and a half weeks, uh, not much longer than that I'd like to get it in the serving tanks. And then, uh, I think at somewhere in particular, you're talking about how long to serve a beer also that, yeah. uh, unfortunately a couple times we learned the hard way that I brewed too much beer and it, uh, wasn't at its peak point anymore. And so we've been ruined small and I blame COVID for that, of course, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, so we've been trying to brew smaller batches just to turn over more and then give more of a variety and, you know, see what's popular. And, um, but yeah, so this last beer is a Haboob, which the name is a uh, dust storm. So it came up because it's hazy, which my wife came up with that. We thought it was super creative until we found we're not the first or the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth <laughs> hazy beer to, or hey, brewery to name a hazy beer that. Um, but anyways, uh, so this one, this has your um, mosaic and citra hops in it. Yeah. Love also a Zaka hops, which gives more citrusy flavor. Um, so I talked before about, you know, bitterness and juiciness of IPA. So this one's going to be on the juicy side. It is 9.8% alcohol, so it's uh, not low. Um, but it doesn't drink the same as and that's, the Belgian. That's exactly what I was going to say next, going into, like, the flavor of what I'm tasting. I don't taste the alcohol at the front like i did on the last one i actually get the flavor of the beer and i would have never guessed 9.8 percent. i was gonna guess like six and a large part of that is because the belgian was drier um, okay so there there's a little more sugar in this to help that but but that's also just with the beer style yeah um that you know that yeah like i said the hazies aren't supposed to be real bitter more of a juiciness um there's usually a lot of citrus and I'll stop describing it now and let nope. you guys have a swing at it. I, I, get, <laughs> I get the citrus big time in this one. You I, get citrus like there could be just a, a smidge of citrus. Well, and you're it, like, oh, too much citrus. It's the same as you saying every beer smooth. <laughs> would you have said the last beer was smooth? I would have. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It's just everyone, we have our quirks. And like you were talking about before, Alex was, he 
he brings people in here to find what kind of beer they like, and if he can't give it to them, he wants them to tell him exactly what they want so he can try to make it. Or he'll serve them some liquor. So you want, <laughs> yeah. So you want smooth beers that taste like bananas <laughs> that are really high alcohol content, and Narrowed I want natural light with more flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it it literally all makes sense. There we go. Um, but really enjoy this one. Definitely getting the citrus out of this. Um, and like you said, for the alcohol percentage uh, that it is, not getting the alcohol on the front end, which I really, really enjoy that. So, Sean? Yeah. Uh, I love hazies. They're one of my favorite kinds of beer. Um, as far as I, with IPAs in general, I like to smell them at first just to see kind of where they're at. Cause, and this one, it gives off the very hoppy um, IPA. Uh, aroma but i always like to compare that aroma to how it tastes right so is the aroma as strong as how hoppy it tastes whereas this gives a very strong aroma hoppy aroma but it doesn't when you drink it like you said it doesn't hit you up front with that very strong hoppy taste you get the hops on the back end it's almost like an aftertaste for me from the couple of sips i took um but overall it's got the taste the flavor you want in a hazy ipa um while while giving it while keeping it kind of calm steady smooth in a dust storm or a a boob haboob that's what it is right haboob okay (laughs) when you first said it that's what i was i chuckled a little and i was like (laughs) boob but then i was like i'm 30 i I don't know if i should do that so so yeah, it's it's delicious and uh, smooth. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, we're pretty happy with this one. Um, I learned early on that uh, I didn't wasn't always the biggest fan of hazies. That um, in even in an IPA, a traditional IPA, you know, ten years ago, haziness was a fault in a beer. That you know, you did something wrong is why it's not clear. Um, and then a few breweries were getting more of these juicy flavors from, you know, late addition hops and different things that they would do um, that, you know, really took on and then became so popular. But then breweries started, if it's hazy, it'll sell. So, like, there's many stores of people just dumping flour and beer. And then I think I've had several where it was supposed to be something else and it was gross. So they dumped fruit in and sell it as a hazy. And so like early on when the style was getting super popular, I, I was trying to try a lot of them and I found a lot that weren't good. But overall now I feel like it's been figured out how to do this and, and a lot of things are better. And, and we've had a few hazies and, and I even brewed one that I thought was hazy and then uh, we sell it as a hazy and then a few weeks later it's crystal clear just the stuff settled out of it whereas this one um it, it'll keep it that we've brewed this a few times um and, and that's just stuff i do wrong so then i get even more mad at it because i was trying to make it hazy and couldn't whereas before i was like why are we trying to make it hazy um but anyways uh so real happy with this beer how it came out i love the flavor profile uh, we've brewed a lot of hazies just because like i said they're very popular we just released two hazies this weekend that it was the same beer but i uh fermented them with different yeasts uh so we'll try those later but uh so yeah they're it all the ingredients going in were the same except the yeast so it just kind of shows you what the yeast does to the beer um, but anyway so we've brewed this hazy more than anything else um, just because it you know came out pretty good so i have a question now with clarity does that come with basically how quick you're getting it like because this one's 
quicker to from so bur- to make a clear beer clear it takes time there's other things you could well i mean if you have a filter or centrifuge which we don't i don't know if you know what any of this mess is we're sitting in but there's not a filter or a centrifuge here um so anyways yeah so we just get clear beer by letting it sit in the tank and the sediment or you know the yeast and other particles in it will kind of stick together and sink down to the bottom that's why the tanks are cones at the bottom you can dump the bottom out and just remove the sediment whether that's dry hops or yeast or troop or whatever else um remove that so you don't get any more off flavors uh and then the beer will get clear um but then like this beer like i said it won't drop um just due to the different chemical reactions and things that are going on in there uh to give it that and in certain beer styles have you know traditionally always been hazier i mean half a wise we mentioned that earlier that's always a hazier beer um but ipas weren't until you know this style came out now it's a sub style of ipas and like i said they're delicious they're super popular i i said i didn't like the style until i realized it was the only thing i was ordering because i wanted to try every single one to figure out you know like how i wanted to go about this style of beer um honestly i considered hazies and ipas in general as gym sock beers when i first started drinking them because that's what i thought they smelled and taste like See, and that's like why we can't take any of your ratings seriously but i feel like it's such an acquired taste it's just like uh, beer itself is an acquired them. taste though certain it's, ones i feel like because yeah. i didn't like the last one really and you were like oh bananas love it <laughs> <That's> exactly <laughs> but you about. also say you don't like bananas yeah. exactly and also but, that beer doesn't taste a lot like bananas yeah. there's just a hint there right just a little Okay, so let's go poundability of this one. And we're going with the same scenario here, okay? Kid's birthday, uh, no water, and no food. How many people do you know? Uh, Three. How old are the people you know? Are they all adults or is that three kids? Uh, No, they're adults. You know three adults. Okay. But your kids are at the kid's birthday. You're not just there oh. as, a, as an adult bystander, okay? Your kids are also there. Okay. okay? See, I assume this was like your kid's party, and I've never met your kids. So right. Like, right. I don't have I just kids, assume. so that I, I have one and one on the way, so. Um, but <laughs> you. Not as big as you, right? Like, we <laughs> met in a bouncy house, and I'm six deep. Like. Exactly. I'm going to go three to four on this one just because I now know the ABV is 9.8. But, like, as far as, like, taste and fullness, I could drink more than these, but to acceptably make it out of the party, three to four. I think I'm at the, I'm at four. 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 I think three people I don't need as much, three, I know three people, so I don't need as much social lubrication, so. What if you, like, fall into the bouncy house and hurt someone else's kid that you don't know? Well, and then they go, "How much have you had to drink?" And you're like, four? <laughs> not enough for this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not enough for this party." I had to drink four. I gave it a four pound ability. <laughs> so, and it was this exact scenario. Right. So here we are. No, it, I'd say four. I'm walking out of there, dignity intact. The wife's probably a little mad at me if the wife's at this because <laughs> you were re- conversating super hard See, with people. Yeah, I and I like kept saying so. it depends on your definition. Now I understand the dignity comment because before you left with dignity, but now you're leaving with dignity, but your wife's pissed off. Right, so but I really like the beer. <laughs> right, so. right. Alex, what do you think? I think six, but I'm just gonna stay at the party. Uh, <laughs> not gonna. Good idea. Wife's gonna get mad and go home with our kids, and I'll stay with the other two kids or adults that I know. I two adults. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, rating wise, definitely going way higher than a seven for me on this one because I really enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna go eight point five on this one. I really, really like this beer. Um, 
the thing for me is like hazies aren't my. Fa- I wouldn't go to the store and pick out a hazy. It's not my favorite style. Clearly, the ones that are like natty light are my favorite style. So that's why I'm going lower on this one. But as far as taste and everything, absolutely love it. Eight point five for me. Eight point five. Wow. I'm gonna give her a eight point seven. Uh, I love hazies. It's um, like I said. It's got the lighter notes of hops, and still got all the things you love about a hazy IPA while having the high ABV. So you're getting a little bang for your buck there, which I always love. So there we go. How about you? I'll give it an 8.6. I feel like we're really bonding now. I just want to stay right between you guys. I love it. This is great, isn't it? Sandwiched in there. Unbelievable. Like a nice chicken salad sandwich. (laughs) Oh, disgusting. Anyway, we tried four fantastic beers here. We gave our ratings, our poundability. To end the segment now, before we move on to the food, which Sean is going to take over, um, we normally discuss the can design or, like, the bottle design, whatever labels on it. And, obviously, we had these poured from draft system. So let's talk about the, your company's logo and what made you choose Spire Social as name. Obviously, it's your last name. But the two beer glasses clanging together, what, what was the thought process behind that? So with social and then, yeah, the mugs clanging together, you know, kind of cheers. Um, it's just all about, like I said, it's more of an experience than a beverage or product that we're trying to sell here. Um, so, yeah, we think uh, we love bringing people together, having a good time with friends, meeting new people, just experiencing all of that and the craft beer culture. And beer is a great catalyst for all of that to happen. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what we're all about here. So the logo is very fitting. Um, one of my favorite or least favorite things on it, I don't know which, is established in 2017. Because uh, <laughs> in 2017, we filed an LLC. And then uh, we had a lease written up on a different building that we were ready to commit to. And then we found this building and decided it was way better for what we are trying to do. The patio probably being the biggest part of that, that the other building needed more construction. But um uh, but yeah, we, we wanted an outdoor space and the other space didn't have anything. And this has a great patio. Um, so we walked away from that and then it took a year to negotiate this lease. It was owned by a large company versus the single guy that I was working with over there. Um, and then construction took longer and then that placed us right into COVID, which just was real exciting. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so we're, that's. I guess the logo and yeah. <laughs> some design. No, that's great. And a slight tangent. I really like it, honestly. And we were just talking while you were talking to the dude from Combustion that before we leave, we need to remember to get some shirts because we want to rep you guys out and about for sure yeah. when we leave here because I'm already obsessed with that very first, the SSBC. <laughs> I, I can't stop talking about it because that's how much I love it. The so. craft beer for non-craft beer exactly, drinkers. Exactly. That's me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, that was a really enjoyable beer segment. We're going to have some more later, but uh, Sean, I'm going to kick it on over to you to talk about Sushi Factory uh, just down the way here. Yeah, so uh, coming up here, uh, funny story. So how I actually found found Spire Social, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw pictures of Sushi Factory and their, their like big sushi boat or whatever they had. So I'm looking up on the map and then I see a Spire Social Brewing Company right there on Google Maps. I'm like... So if you're not on Google Maps right now, we are at the opposite end of the building as Sushi Factory. There you go. So up here at Polaris. um, And so at Sushi Factory led us to this great podcast episode. But Sushi Factory overall, 
uh, location up here in Polaris at 8715 Sankus Boulevard. Um, genre would be considered sushi. They also do offer hibachi, um, but it's not like hibachi cook in front of you hibachi. It's hibachi, you order it, and it comes to your table, hibachi, um, for anyone that may get confused there. Uh, so as far as kind of what they're about, they say they're committed to bringing you an authentic sushi experience. They're sh they have chefs with 20-plus years of experience and friendly servers ready for you to come in and enjoy their sushi. Um, and they also do offer hib exceptional hibachi grill dishes that no other restaurants can imitate. So as far as the atmosphere, they do have online ordering or they do have an online ordering, but they also offer uh, sushi in-house, which we ate dine-in tonight. Um, the food selection. 50% off. Oh, Meanwhile. we're getting there. Yeah, we're I can't there. wait to talk about that. <laughs> they do offer sushi and hibachi. They have online ordering. As far as alcohol, they have domestics and non-domestics, uh, soju, um, and cocktails. But if you're going there to drink draft or craft beers, you're not going to find any. Just hop on down to Spire Social and grab yourself Just go some. down the way. Yeah. And uh, you, you'll find everything you need. As far as speed of service, so I can only comment on the dine-in experience. We ordered and probably got our food within 20, 25 minutes of ordering. Yeah. yeah. But Alex is the expert on dine-out, or takeout, I should say, time of delivery. So I've only walked over and taken out, but I think the default online order is 45 minutes. Okay. I don't know if it's ready quicker than that or not, but 45 minutes later, it is ready right. and delicious. So you can cut it down in half if you just eat inside. Right. And right. you can cut the, the price the in half there you go. because it's 50% off if you dine <laughs> in. How about that? So as, as Caleb keeps alluding to, uh, I'm price so amped about it. price expectations. So... I'll speak to myself, and then I'll let Caleb go on his little rant here. So uh, I had two rolls and a two beers and one appetizer of edamame, and it was, I think, 34 bucks total. So absolutely great price for sushi, and we talked about sushi tastes in the past. I lived in Hawaii for three years. I know what good sushi tastes like, and this sushi, honestly, is not bad. I wouldn't put it as high as 1126 but really good sushi, um, better than some of the stuff I'm getting out on the west side of Columbus. So really good sushi at a really good price. Now, Caleb, tell me about the price. 50% off if you dine. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Uh, the, what we were talking about before, the fact that they don't just adjust their prices accordingly to not have it say 50% off every day to dine in. Uh, but I think they do that on purpose. And that was another thing we were saying because – I remember that, and I'm like, man, I want to come back here because it's 50% off if you dine <laughs> and in. And the prices aren't crazy high to start with. Right. It's the, like a, the Philly roll I got was like 3 bucks, and then the other rolls I got were not cheap, but they were still half off, All which right. is great. So what would you get? I got, <laughs> I got Philly roll, I got rainbow roll, and San Francisco roll. Wow. Those <laughs> Just, aren't the same. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what I was thinking. They, they funny joke, Sean. Yeah, exactly. They are <laughs> the exact same. Yeah, and we'll just leave that to what it is, so we don't They're, get canceled. Pair well, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I had the chili tie roll, which was delicious. And Did it have tabuki in it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think tabuki. Because that's the other thing about their menu. What is tabuki? 
It's that's it's not flakes. even the word. It's not expensive to, and what, it's delicious. Yeah, oh, what what well. what was the word? <laughs> uh, tabuki. I don't think yeah, it's you know it was, and you just can't think of it. It's Taboki, and it's. I'll I'm place sure, another order so yeah. we can get down to the bottom. Just <laughs> click online order and make sure it's Taboki. It's flakes. Uh, some sort. So that w- a chili tie roll was basically um, your typical tuna, avocado, shrimp, um, or no, no shrimp, tuna, avocado, with like a crumble on top and like the chili Thai sauce that you pretty much get anywhere you get chili Thai sauce. What was the crumble made out of? Tabuki. I think. I mean. Tanuki? No. is something else. It's Tabuki. I also had a Playboy roll, which had the... Yeah, had, yeah, better than the San Francisco and the Rainbow roll. I'll take the Playboy, or is that what it was? Playboy roll. Yeah, Playboy yeah. roll. There was um, a Playgirl roll there too. Was, a Playgirl. was there? Yeah. Oh, well, should have got that. That one. had the shrimp tempura with uh, some sweet sauce and caviar on top of it. So overall, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Alex, what'd you get? I had the Sunday morning roll, number one, not number two. Yeah, I was number two is probably good. Uh, Well, so the one salmon, number one was salmon, and number two was tuna, but it had something else on it. See, because originally I was getting number two, and then I saw the spicy tuna. I was like, oh, I love that one too, so I'll get that. And then when she asked me which one I wanted, it threw me off. But uh, it's because tuna's dog shit. No, no, it's because I got the spicy tuna. I love tuna. (laughs) I'm just making up an answer to make myself feel better about not liking tuna. Um, Yeah, I... Tabico? Is that what we're talking about? Tabico, that is what we're talking about. What did I say? Tabuki? Tabuki. I think that might be the Western pronunciation of it. Yeah, Tabuki. Western Ohio, but... Yeah, (laughs) Western Ohio. That's what we're going with. Tabuki. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, overall, I absolutely love the place, too. I will be coming back, and then I will be stopping here for a beer before and after as well. That's yeah. a fact. So, Alex, what do you feel about Sushi sushi, sushi Factory? I like sushi, and I love Sushi Factory. I was telling these guys it was a Mexican restaurant when we signed our lease, and then uh, shortly after that, they moved to another building, and I was very sad until Sushi Factory came. The sushi is incredible, so, yeah, I, I love it there. Great, awesome. great place. All right, so the food segment is concluded before we move on into our formal interview segment, which this whole thing's been basically an interview. So we've asked most of our questions. We'll have a couple to end out with, but let's remind everyone to follow us on social media. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Columbus underscore uncut. You can join our Discord. Give us food suggestions, beer suggestions, interview suggestions. We'll take it all. And you can also give us feedback on the episodes or the podcast in general. We also do have a Teespring where you can go and buy merch. You can buy our Columbus Uncut pint glasses. You can get hats. You can get T-shirts. You can get crew necks. You can get hoodies. You can get it all. Um, Lastly, if you have any trouble finding any of these links, just go ahead and click on our Linktree note, which will be in our show notes. It's a Linktree link. It'll have, it's basically a website that has all the links to all these websites that you can go to. So check it out. It's our Linktree. Um, and it'll be in the show notes. And it's also in our Instagram if you find our Instagram. So one more time, Alex, what do you got for, for yours? 
Well, our uh, newest special we have is if you are lucky enough to get the Columbus Uncut oh, Pint Glass. How about it? And Caleb will pay for your beer I that will evening. personally pay for if it. If this does not work out, please see their social media link tree. <laughs> uh, otherwise, <laughs> you're welcome to visit spiresocial.com uh, or at spiresocial or whatever else. Spiresocial at all of those fun websites. As soon as I get home, I'm literally putting a <laughs> brand new glass into a box, having it shipped here, and I'm going to put my credit card info on them. Like every time someone wins this, just, there it just is. do it. But only one per day because I'm not that rich. So, um, it's going to be me every day. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't blame you one bit. Let's uh, get into the interview segment here. Um, I'm only going to ask a couple of questions because I know we did and got a lot of information out in the beer segment because we are at a brewery, obviously. Um, my first question, something uh, I did a little bit of research and uh, was looking at your guys' website, and I noticed uh, something called Yellow Flag Soda. So I was wondering if you wanted to just talk a little bit about what that is and uh, have a, I mean, you were talking about having different things for different people and you talked about liquor and wine. This seems to be even another avenue that you're going towards. So I didn't know if you wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So we produce soda in-house, which largely came from my children. Uh, even when we were first, uh, first making the website, my, uh, my oldest son came up with the name for it. I don't know if this is a funny story. I was going to say it's a funny story. Maybe it's not, but I'll tell it, and then you decide. Uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, my oldest son, Riley, uh, I was home brewing, and he's like, well, let's make root beer. And I was like, we can do that. So we made root beer or lemon lime. Might have been first. I don't even know. But we started making some soda at home. And then uh, I'm trying to get him into it. I'm like, all right, well, if this is going to be a business, you know, you've got you to start with a name. And I think of how long we, it took us to come up with Spire Social, um, which was just until my wife came up with Spire Social and told us this is what we're doing. So, but it took her a while while I thought about a lot of things. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I tell him that. And he immediately goes, yellow card. I was like, well, think about it. He goes, no, I like yellow card. And I was like, but that's like a penalty in soccer. There's a band. I don't think that's a good name. He goes, yellow flag. And I was like, all right, I don't have any reason it can't be yellow flag. And I was like, all right, now you got to come up with a logo. And he's like, dad, that's easy. It's literally going to be a yellow flag. I was like, God damn it. This kid's good at this. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, um, so yeah, so we wanted to make the soda here. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we've actually got a real fresh batch of ginger ale on right now. It's uh, real good with vodka or gin or whiskey or, or just ice. It's pretty good. We also have cream soda. We're out of our root beer right now, but that'll be back on real soon. Um, so, yeah, it's just been kind of fun. And, and I try and keep the kids involved that they'll come in and uh, help with. They're sometimes helpful. You get them in the right mood. But, uh, but yeah. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. Like, and obviously, I'm sure you've heard of Abita the company before and they produce root beer and they have a couple other sodas as well and i always thought that's pretty sweet like kind of taking all the avenues where you're you're producing something for every single person not everybody likes to drink or likes beer or whatever so you're giving them that ability and i just think that's super cool and i am excited to try the ginger ale and we don't have a huge cocktail menu but we'll gladly make you whatever we have ingredients for um but the 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 house made soda makes it, it, it yeah, right. it's it cool it for, thing, yeah. we try to have, uh, so yeah, we've got a liquor menu and try to have two or three custom, you know, house cocktails on it. Um, and a lot of times we'll batch those up and then maybe just top it with soda or something. But, but yeah, it's, it's just, you know, a nice little twist to throw on there. 
Super cool. I love it. Any chance uh, this any proceeds from that make it to your kid's college fund or <laughs> you know, I'm thinking your your kids were probably like, man, dad, we should get a little bit of this. We thought of I it. I told right? him I switched Loyalty. his uh, allowance over to a profit sharing system and he actually <laughs> owes me money for a couple more years. But uh, we'll go. we'll see how that plays Genius. out. Yeah, love that. So we've talked a lot about beers. We've rated a lot of beers um, and, and tasted four here tonight now. I want to know if you have a certain type of beer that you gravitate towards. So I really don't. Um, I'm very seasonal, or if we go to a brewery that's known for something, I will just drink all of that. Um, I, like I said, I, I think beer is just beer in general is a more experience. And so, you know, it's like when in Rome you drink right. whatever Romans drink, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, anytime I go in there, I, I love asking, you know, what, what, what they recommend, which is funny because when I'm here, I really, I'm not a bartender. I'm a brewer. So when people ask me, you know, what I recommend or what I like, I'm like, don't give them a 40-minute story. Just give them a beer. That's what they want. <laughs> and I still struggle with that. But I'll do the same thing when I go in anywhere. You know, oh, what do you recommend? You know, what do you have? And um, so, yeah, it's, I drink a bit of everything. And, and even, like, I'm not a sour beer drinker, but I drink a lot of sour beer because I'm like, I need to develop, the acquire that taste. Um, and so, yeah, just, I don't know. I'm always always interested to try something new. Well, what's your, well, I mean, I guess that'll lead into your question then. You can ask it. I don't care. No, I don't want to ask it. You well, I, I want to know what your favorite beer of all time is. It, it can be not from Ohio. It can be anywhere. But what what is one that, like, every time you see it, you're just like, yep, I'm going to have an aggressive amount or I'm just going to have one, just your favorite one. I don't even know if I, I don't know if I can pick one. It's so hard. Like I said earlier, there's beers for different times of things. I, I can't remember the last time I had a Natty, natty Light, and I don't plan on changing that anytime <laughs> soon, but I've drank an absurd amount of Natty You're Light. With that is your you number know, one. I, let's mean, say on a... I was legal drinking age in the dorms right. of OSU, and there's just so much Natty Light there. Right. It's unnatural. But, let's just say, but, how uh, about a Friday? That's definitely not my answer. Wait, you can't cut me okay, off. Okay, I don't okay, want to be okay, stopped okay. there. I was going to say... No, no, no. We can go on. I just want to make it clear that was not my answer <laughs> anything else is an okay answer but uh, all right now say, what you're gonna say i was gonna say all right Natty, that's it uh, <laughs> i was gonna give a certain situation and then i was the kids like, birthday party well no because we've already been house. over that <laughs> how Let's many say, parents do i know right. how old are their children you're by yourself friday night no, no responsibilities oh, first this thing you're going for this one's easy so well it's apparently gonna be a story uh, my neighbor across the street is a big craft beer guy, okay. uh, and his parents live in New Mexico. They moved there from New Mexico to uh, live across the street from us. <laughs> uh, but so he always has New Mexican beers. And then for my other job, I go to Rhode Island all the time, so I always have these New England beers. So my favorite beer just on a Friday night sitting at home is whatever my neighbor across the street has in his fridge. He'll bring it over, and, you know, we're always like, hey, I got a few you haven't tried. Let's, you know, we'll each drink half a beer. And so then it's like, I didn't even have a whole beer all night, but I have a hard time getting back to my home alone. There you go. <laughs> that's fantastic. I New love New Mexican that. beers. Yeah. That's, I'm going to have to try answer. a few of those. That's an answer we didn't expect. Right. Not, not what I expected. I love it. There you go. Is it my turn? I just asked the question. Okay. <laughs> but he asked you to ask me that. It's still yeah. your turn. Well, he was going to steal it. That's why. Because <laughs> my questions are better. So, no, that's, <laughs> that's where we're going. All right. So do you have any short and long-term goals for Spire Social? 
So I was just talking to uh, Derek from Combustion was in here a little bit ago, and we were talking about uh, canning and things. So I think uh, that I mean our I mentioned this I think at dinner or on the air here I don't know, but uh, our plan was all taproom sales, and then COVID really messed that up. So I think we'd still benefit a lot from improving our canning situation, uh, where like we'll can stuff off taps right now, but. I hope that beer gets drank quickly just because we have, uh, you know, it, it won't last as long as uh, off a proper canning line. So we usually just can what we know will go through in the next couple of days. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to get a canning line. And then that would also enable us to still work in another job. We don't have full time sales people. So getting out, you know, and delivering kegs is and then going back to get the keg and, you know, selling more kegs. It might be easier just to sell ca- cans. Um, but also we'd just like to have that in the fridge here so we can try and push more revenue that way. Um, and then long term, I just like to. There's a lot of even just in our original business plan and stuff we wanted to do right away. Um, we haven't gone to a lot of it, which again, COVID threw it off now. And then now it's just trying to pivot and adjust our plan to make sense. Um, and a lot of that is, uh, I mentioned we do the brew on premise. And right now we just, you know, it's on our website, but we don't have a very formal system for it. So want to get a schedule up for that. So, you know, people, it's easier to sign up and we'll do more of that. Um, and then also brew classes, we've, uh, same thing. We've had very little of it, but it's something, you know, like, like I said, the more, more we've learned about craft beer, the more we love it. And we want to spread that education and passion for craft beer, uh, to our customers. So, so I think those are a few things that we'll, uh, I don't know what's the short and what's the long term. uh, no, short i'm just hoping to get to use the bathroom before this interview's over uh, <laughs> well, long term have, that other stuff right we'll, uh, and i only have one question left so that's we're gonna that's cut it off here one. in a second well my last one you can have however many more that's you it, want man, that was my last oh, okay one. my last one is uh besides covid and your canning uh thing um what has been your biggest challenge since you've opened the brewery Probably permitting and stuff. I, I always laugh to myself. It's hilarious. But uh, I'm an engineer by trade, and I'm a certified project manager. And then I get my first big project where I'm forking up all the cash, and it's just a nightmare of all the, uh, I don't know, just a lot of things to think about and uh, decide over. And, and I thought I went in with all this. I mean, I, I mentioned how long my I had written a business plan, and just because if I got any setbacks, I would just chill on it for a little while. Um, and so, yeah, I thought I went into that with being fully prepared and then still construction, everything was, took longer, was more expensive than we thought. But the permitting side, I thought I was prepared and had all that going and, and it was a mess. Well, I, I found out all the information I want to know, and i I'm sure our listeners are going to get tons of inter- information. So I really appreciate Alex coming on and allowing us to come and try your beer and hang out back here with all these beautiful tanks and your beautiful building. So uh, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Thank you guys. It's been a pleasure after the first three and a half minutes or whatever it was. That was super stressful. (laughs) Got through it. So to close it out, everyone, just be sure to check out Spire Social up here at Polaris. Um, Amazing beer. You know, we don't rate beers uh, high. Uh, just for the heck of it and i mean these were all rated very high here tonight so check out spire social 8757 sankus boulevard here in columbus ohio up at polaris so be sure to look for the columbus uncut pint glass (laughs) i'm literally sending it tomorrow it's it's literally happening it's now an inside inside (laughs) thing with us for everyone that listens 
people are going to flock here to get the Columbus <laughs> Uncut class. It's going to be great. It's going to be a vacation destination. But with that, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, and uh, hope you all have a good week. And that's it. Good night. <laughs>